Hi, it's Natalie Sisson, and you're listening to the 360 Entrepreneur with Jan Elunga. This is episode number nine, and today we talk about how to build and run a business from anywhere. Here we go. Welcome to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs and small business owners who dream big and want to do bigger. Join some of the world's top entrepreneurs, internet marketers, and best-selling authors as they share their inspiring stories, their struggles, and give actionable tips that will help you build, grow, and promote your online business. Here's your host, Yanni Lunga. Well, hello there, guys. How's it going? Yanni Lunga here with the ninth episode of the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm super pumped in this lovely sunny day here. I hope it's a great sunny day, whatever you are. And thank you for being here with me. This episode it's probably going to be one of the top episodes of the entire podcast. I'm pretty sure because we talk about something that really interests pretty much everyone who has an interest in starting a business. Today we talk about how to build and run a business from anywhere. And man, what a guest we have joining us. Before I tell you more about her, let's take a second to thank today's sponsor. When talking about web hosting, there is no doubts. Bluehost is the number one web hosting service. For just $3.95 a month, you get a limited web hosting, a limited domain hosting, which means that you can host as many websites as you want with just a single Bluehost account, and you get 24-7 top-notch support, and you can install your WordPress sites automatically with just a couple of clicks. Go to 36entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost to sign up, and when you do, you get a $50 Facebook credit and $100 worth of Google AdWords. That's at 36entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost. Okay, so today we are joined by none other than the wonderful Natalie Sisson. She's an entrepreneur, she's a best-selling author, a podcaster, a blogger, a speaker. She really does it all, and she's the suitcase entrepreneur. In case you've never heard about her, what she does, she's simply amazing. She's running her business from around the world. For example, today she joins us from Bali. She's originally from New Zealand, but she was in Bali, so she joins us from Bali. She's really the great example of the lifestyle entrepreneur of 2015. And she's going to share some more tips with us on, you know, first of all, how we can build and run a business that is location free. And she's also going to talk about her experience. So some of the challenges she has encountered as a world traveling entrepreneur. You find the links to everything Natalie and I talk about in the show notes at 36entrepreneur.net slash episode nine. Here is how to build and run a business from anywhere with Natalie Sisson. Hey everybody, today on the podcast, I welcome one of my personal favorite entrepreneurs and authors. And you know, she's much more than that. She's a blogger. She's a fun-loving down-to-earth entrepreneur. She's a podcaster. She's a speaker and she's the author of the best-selling book, The Suitcase Entrepreneur, create freedom in business and adventure in life. It's with great pleasure that I welcome on the 360 Entrepreneur, Natalie Sisson. Hey, Natalie, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? 
I'm great. I'm great. First of all, thank you so much for tuning in. And can you tell us where you're talking with us from? Because, you know, you're always around the world and it's great to know where you are right now. Right now, I am in Bali, Indonesia, enjoying wow. some time here and uh, doing lots of meditation and working on a launch. So it's a beautiful place to be for creative juices to flow. Wow, you're really, as I said, guys, she's always around the world. And, and, you know, what you do, I simply love what you do, Natalie. Maybe you remember me also from Twitter <laughs> and you're on Twitter at suitcasepreneur. You're really active. I really love what you do. And I want to, to ask you to tell the listeners a little bit more about the suitcase entrepreneur concept in case they don't know about it. <gasps> Shock horror if they didn't. Uh, no, absolutely. <laughs> so the concept behind it is that I think that everybody has the right to live with true freedom and that freedom comes from being able to choose how you live your life and doing what you want on your own terms. So how you spend your hours, who you spend your time with, what work you do, and basically how much fun you have. And <laughs> I think that it's really important for people to focus on building a business that supports their lifestyle, not the other way around. So that's my point of difference, I guess, is that, you know, I believe anybody can build a profitable career, freelance career or online business that they can take anywhere with them. But not many people ever think about building one that supports their lifestyle. They tend to do it the other way around. And I, I really want people to start focusing on that and have a lifestyle of fun, freedom and adventure that makes an impact. Amen, Natalie. Really, no, I, <laughs> as I said, I want to say it again. I love what you do. And guys, go to suitcaseentrepreneur.com and subscribe to the newsletter so that you get the free starter kit and more updates, more tips from Natalie. And obviously, when we think about, you know, that suitcase entrepreneur, the lifestyle entrepreneur, we always think about the positive things of traveling, being on the road. But in your experience, what are some of the challenges of running a location-free business? Because we always talk about the positives, but <laughs> what about the challenges? It's so funny you ask because we were just talking about that the other day. I'm, I'm here with a friend, Marianne Cantwell, and we've hired a villa. And it's a beautiful villa. We have an incredible pool we look out onto the rice paddies it's very luxurious it's really lovely we have fresh coconuts delivered each day and mm -hmm. everything seems to be really good and the internet's even pretty good but yesterday for example we ran out of electricity which meant that the power pumps went so you didn't have any water uh, which meant the air conditioning went off which when you're not in it it's pretty damn warm outside so these are just a couple of the things that I think can happen when you're living in different locations and not in your normal routine or environment. Um, and I actually love talking about this because, yeah, I think you're right. A lot of people idolize it. They think it looks amazing. People sort of um, really push that story like I'm living the dream, but they don't yeah. think about the fact that you don't often have a routine. You have to deal with um, substandard infrastructure. You can't always get the things that you're used to in your own country. Um, the food differs. The language differs. Um, you have to figure out where to go and get groceries. Um, everything's always changing. Some things aren't reliable. You could miss planes. You could miss buses. Um, there's miscommunications. Sometimes you don't make your calls with clients. So there's lots to consider. I really like it because it's a challenge. It's an adventure. And there's often daily things that sort of pop up that really test your patience. And for some people, they don't like that. So I always caveat with people that it's not the lifestyle for everybody. And if you're not used to, um, you know, a bit of risk uh, packing up and moving on all the time, 
not having a routine, not being able to kind of settle in sometimes or just being in a changing environment that is probably not for you. But outside of that, I think the benefits far outweigh the occasional frustration with Wi-Fi or <laughs> adapters or plugs or time zones and jet lag. Okay, so you really gave us, you know, the, the real picture of how the life, uh, the life of a lifestyle entrepreneur, of a suitcasepreneur is. And obviously, as you said, it's not a life for everybody. But what for those who want to build a business and, and be traveling at the same time? Do you have tips in terms of what you consider kind of the must have features of you know, running allocation free business and maybe also some tools that you, your personal tools that you recommend for building and running a business from around the world. Yeah, I mean, tools are my thing. Without tools and technology, I couldn't run it from anywhere. So <laughs> if we want to get right back to the basics, you need a laptop. doesn't matter if it's a Mac Air. I also recommend um, the Asus, which is a very, very slimline netbook. So you always want to think about lightweight, but fast and um, durable laptops that are going to mm -hmm. work for you. Um, you don't want to be carrying something around that's really heavy. It weighs you down, especially if you're on the move. And then the next thing you need is usually an internet connection, which you can often get in the cafe. Um, so outside of that, you just need your passport, something that you're mm -hmm. traveling with in a laptop, quite honestly, if you really wanted to take it back to the basics. And in terms of tools that I run my business with, I mean, they're pretty pretty sparse because I like to keep a pretty lean setup and keep it quite minimalist. So mm -hmm. I work with Skype. Obviously, Skype is where I conduct all my podcast interviews, my research, my client calls, um, video interviews as well. I work with Google everything. So I use Gmail. I use Google Drive for sharing all my launch plans, documents, podcasts, editorial calendars, planning, everything. And I use Dropbox for storing larger files like videos and audios and photos, mm -hmm. and I sync between them. And then the one tool that really kind of manages my whole team and myself is Asana, uh, which oh, is yeah. free. So I love that all these tools are free, right? Like we have mm -hmm. so much opportunity and Asana manages my daily sort of priorities. It manages my team's tasks and assignments. It keeps everybody on track. You can attach files, you can attach Google Docs, you can link it with Dropbox. So I really like to use tools that integrate with each other. And finally, WordPress and PayPal. Like quite honestly, um, I have my WordPress site, which is my blog, podcast, videos, and website rolled into one. And then I have PayPal as the main form of payment right now. I also use Stripe, but that's it. If you want to sell a product or a service online, you just need a landing page or a website. You need a PayPal button if you want to get that basic. And then you need a delivery method for whatever you are actually sharing. But I think people overcomplicate this a lot and they don't need to. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, it's true. And I really like the fact that you really try to keep it as simple as possible. You really gave out like a kind, a sort of toolbox you now of the tools we can, we can use to start a location free business. And you went from the very, very basic that is obviously a laptop and an internet connection to some of the uh, tools you use, for example, for building your website, hosting your videos and podcast and, and payments for, for the products. And in terms of passive income, I know that passive income is a critical component, especially if you run an online business. And do you have any recommendations for the listeners or what are your takes in, in terms of how to create passive income revenue streams for your uh, freedom business? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not as critical as people think, but if you do want more time um, and you want more freedom, then it is really useful to have revenue streams that don't require you to be actively involved in them, that you don't need to work on all the time and that kind of happen while you're sleeping, which is actually what does happen. I like to call them residual income streams because nothing is truly passive unless you are, for example, investing in the share market and you set it up and you have somebody else manage your funds or, you know, even real estate is not a passive investment because mm -hmm. you still have to manage it. So I like to think of it as residual where you put in some upfront work and then most of it gets automated and it is semi-passive. And in the online business world, especially if you're traveling, I mean, things that help on that front are having products or ebooks or digital information products or software or apps that once you've put in the work to create them and set them up and you've created a sales funnel around them, then people can find them on your site through your content, through your marketing, through your promotion, through your advertising and continue to buy them without you needing to do anything else really, aside from the ongoing marketing and promotion. So they're great because um, you know, once you've put in that effort, as I said, then they provide this consistent recurring stream of revenue, hopefully, if you're doing the right job, <laughs> that allows you to, you know, go off and adventure and travel to different countries without having to worry about where's, you know, the next bit of income coming on from. So examples of that, as I kind of said, you know, ebooks, video series, um, online membership sites. Uh, could just be a monthly subscription service. You could create communities of value. It could come through, um, well, this isn't totally residual, but group coaching, depending mm -hmm. on what your thing is. You can set up programs that either you're active in or you're not active in. So there's quite a few ways to basically monetize you and monetize your knowledge <laughs> and skill set in a way that's really valuable to other people. And then if it's not involving you, you can have products and programs that you promote. So if you don't want to create anything, you don't feel you're an expert in anything, or you're really not interested in that creation process, you can promote and market other people's mm -hmm. products, services, etc. Um, and I honestly think those are the two ways to make money online. It's either you create, monetize yourself or your own things, or you sell on behalf of others. Like if we really want to simplify it, those are the two main ways. And then from there, there's lots of different revenue streams you can look into. Awesome. Natalie, you're really giving us some to, uh, some food for thoughts. I'm really loving this. And I want to ask you to talk a, a little bit about your book and podcast. You mentioned an ebook as an example of a of a an income stream, something that can really help you, you know, generate income kind of while you're sleeping, even though as you said, you really have to put the work, especially to create the product and then to promote the product. But in terms of, of of branding and business, what do you think writing a book and launching a podcast can do for, for a brand and a business? And maybe you can share also what writing a book and launching your own podcast have done for you. Well, I mean, I adore my podcast, as you probably will come to find <laughs> with yours. And writing a book is probably one of the most challenging things you can do in the world. But what you've alluded to is both of these things are excellent for building your brand, positioning you as whatever the go-to person in your field, and also for building your credibility and trust and introducing you to a, a hugely wide audience that you may not have been able to do had you not had a podcast or had a video channel or written a book and put it on Amazon or those other platforms. So I think from that perspective, these are all things that you can look at to build up your brand and and essentially help you to become that go-to person. And for me personally, I mean, it's huge. I can directly attribute a lot of business to my podcast, mm -hmm. which I never set up 
to actually create new business, but people are listening to me week in, week out. They're listening to my advice, my interviews. Um, I'm talking about products and programs and things that I have that are relevant at the time, and therefore that naturally gets people interested and they come across and invest in them. And also it's just built up a lot of trust from people who then come to my events or workshops or um, become part of my programs because they've you know been listening to me give out all this free content and advice for so long that it's a really natural progression for them to take the next step and and actually commit and invest. And the book point of view, I mean, a book is like a really awesome business card. Mm -hmm. It's like a business card on steroids that opens (laughs) a lot of doors. It allows you to do joint partnerships. It allows you to speak, you know, get paid for speaking, depending on what your topic is. And it really is a positioning tool, once again, and a platform to reach thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, if not millions, depending on how successful it is, and teach people and be of value to them. And then, of course, that leads into a lovely funnel of how they can work with you or, you know, consume more of what you're doing. So I think they're they're great tools when you use them well. And they also challenge the heck out of you as a person <laughs> to really know, know what you're talking about, understand what your audience wants and how you can help them out and solve their problems. And, you know, what I really like about your podcast is that it's a mix between solo episodes where it's kind of a diary in a way you share your experience. Maybe you tell us where you are today or this week. And you talked, as you said, about some components of, of the business can be tools, can be, you know, programs. And you also, in some episodes, you also interview experts, thought leaders, other entrepreneurs. So I think it's a, it's a great combination. If, and if you guys want to start a podcast, I really recommend checking out Natalie's suitcase entrepreneur podcast because it can give you a, a great, you know, inspiration for the format that you can adapt for for your own podcast and another thing Natalie I want to talk about you that I really like about what you do it's the videos aspect of your business because you really create this really laid back videos sometimes you are maybe in the park sometimes you are in the cafe where you're working at and can you tell the listeners a little bit why video is becoming more and more important in business and in the online marketing world because we really see that that it's really picking up why do you think is that and maybe do you have also some some recommendations for the listeners on if they want to start their own kind of video series do you have any tips on that Wow, which of those questions do you want me to answer first? (laughs) Um, Video is super important. I wrote about it in my best-selling book because it allows people to consume your content both obviously visually and from an audio perspective. And so it's a lot quicker way for people to learn, trust you, like you, and be part of your world and really get to know you. So if people are listening to my podcast, that's great. I'm in their head. They can hear my accent from New Zealand. They, <laughs> they know and like and trust me. But as it proved to me last year when I spoke at the podcast movement conference, people hadn't actually always come across to my website to check out what I looked like. So when I started mm-hmm. speaking, they'd be like, oh, you're Natalie Sisson. <laughs> and I was like, well, how did you not you know, know that? And then I realized they weren't seeing my face. So Video is, you know, excellent from that perspective for brand recognition, even if you're not on the video yourself. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of different ways that you can use video to help your business or your personal growth. It could be doing a training session and screen sharing. If you're, for example, Adobe Photoshop expert, you can help people with tutorials. You can showcase your product. You can showcase your clients using your products or services. There's lots of different ways to actually put it across if you don't want to be in front of the video camera. And 
I'm glad that I come across looking relaxed in my videos because I actually had a videographer on site. So each city that I went to, I'd go and shoot about 12 to 15 videos in a day. I'd hire a videographer and do it semi-professionally, but always make it look like it was uh, on location because that's all part of my brand. And uh, yeah, they're a lot of fun to do, but you do have to put thought behind them. You have to have a strategy behind why you're doing videos. There's a lot that you can learn around not only delivering a great message and teaching people, but also having a great strong call to action, which can be really brilliant for your business. Some people have evergreen videos that have been up there for years, get a ton of traffic because they're um, searching on specific keywords. That video is really helpful. And then it tells them to go off and get like a free report or something along those lines. And that really helps drive a lot of traffic and leads to that business. So yeah, I think video is an excellent medium. It's not for everybody. There's a lot of people competing out there for video, but if it works for what you're trying to do and you're comfortable in front of it or you're willing to get better at it and use it, then it's an excellent medium, I think, for all those reasons of brand building that I just mentioned. Man, Natalie, you're simply rocking this episode. And before we continue with this amazing conversation, let's take a second to thank today's sponsor. If you're looking for a web hosting service, my number one recommendation is Bluehost. For just $3.95 a month, you get a limited web hosting and a limited domain, which means that you can host as many websites as you want with just a single Bluehost account. You get 24-7 top-notch support and you can install all of your WordPress sites with just a couple of clicks. Go to 360entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost to sign up. And when you do, Bluehost gives you a $50 Facebook credit and $100 worth of Google AdWords. That's at 360entrepreneur.net slash Bluehost. Great. And, you know, I, I love the, the example you shared of the podcast movement where people <laughs> kind of didn't recognize you until you actually started speaking. But seriously, though, I think you gave out some great tips, especially on the planning aspect of video, because I think that sometimes there is this kind of perception that we or misconception, maybe I should say that we just think that, well, we just put our camera on, we just say kind of whatever it's coming on, uh, and then we just upload it on YouTube or Vistia, depending on what you're using. But actually, as Natalie said, there is really, you know, a plan behind each video. And you should really think about a funnel with, with each video can be that it directs to a, to a report, like she said, or, or to a product or to something that once the viewer uh, have finished watching the, the video, they can actually take another step and do something else. And earlier, Natalie, you talked about kind of what uh, how challenging writing a book can be. And obviously it's really a lot of work and, and perhaps a good way for, for practicing or, or starting like with a less challenging medium. It's blogging. And I know that you have a blog, which I obviously read. And I know that at the beginning of the year, you launched this new challenge, the 50 days to freedom blog challenge, which I think it's a, it's a great, you know, initiative that you started because it really makes people accountable and really kind of push people into really start writing and start a blog. So can you tell the listeners a little bit more about the challenge and why you think blogging is important? Yeah, well, uh, I started with a blog, so I credit it for my entire business. I wouldn't necessarily say it's the best way to start a business from a blog, but it's an incredible tool for, once again, just sharing your thoughts and advice around the topic that you're wanting to become known for. It's a great way for better understanding what you are 
teaching, sharing, delivering. It just, it helps you. It's quite a cathartic process to blog and to put your opinion across in a way that other people don't always. It helps you develop your thoughts. And it's an excellent, what I kind of call a PR sales and social media platform rolled into one because you essentially get to be your own press, you get to be your own media, you get to be your own promotional platform. Not that you should always use a blog as a promotional tool, um, but it is a big key part of that. It's a place where you can put out amazing free content that really attracts your right readers and your clients and can lead them into a journey of working with you or depending on what you are actually trying to achieve. So I love it. I think it's a great way to show off your personality, to talk about you know either current topics, to dig deeper into topics that you do already cover to you know promote products and programs that are coming up to even form products and programs and something for example like the 15 day blog challenge was excellent for me as much as it was for people who took it because I had to get out there and create 15 video daily challenges and (laughs) you know write the short emails but think about what I wanted to put in the videos that people could apply and write a post on it created a lot of traffic it created a ton more people on my email list but it created a really awesome community as you know um, of people who are all just some people were blogging for the first time others had forgotten about their blog and not done anything for ages others created great new habits and then people actually took the challenges and went about creating their freedom business through the daily challenges so it was an excellent example of how to create content um, quite quickly put it together make a lot of impact and then there's lots of opportunities down the road for me to repurpose that content uh, to put it out as actual blog posts rather than videos and all sorts of great things that can come out of that an online program that can come out of it and it feeds really well into my freedom plan program actually so lots of amazing opportunities that come out of blogging for you personally and professionally and at the end of the day it's just a really incredible tool to reach a lot of people as you continue to grow it and make an impact on their world and i think that's a beautiful thing and and guys the link to the to the challenge as well as to the to Natalie's website the podcast the book everything else we have discussed in this episode it's in the show notes as always and Natalie you mentioned the freedom plan and i think that's really kind of the ultimate tool for those who really want to take action and start their own location free business can you tell the listeners more about the plan because i'm sure that many of the people who are listening to you and i are really getting excited about first of all your story and maybe they would like to follow your footsteps really take action and start their own business yeah if i'm able to i'd love to because it's my baby and it's something (laughs) that i've worked on you know it's been five years of my culmination of business and lifestyle experience from traveling the world to all these countries, living out of a suitcase and running a really successful business now and doing all of that from, as I said, a suitcase. And uh, the Freedom Plan, I believe, is the world's only program that really does teach you how to get clear on your vision for your life and what you'd love to be doing if you could wake up tomorrow and do anything you wanted. And then how do you go about building the right type of online business model to support you in that. So I think that's definitely the difference. It it does talk about location independence and all those aspects and many more of what we covered today, you know, the realities, the good, the bad, Mm -hmm. and the ugly. But more importantly, it gets, gets you really clear on your dream lifestyle first and then creating a profitable business to support that. And that's my dream and desire for everybody that I come into contact with. And I think it's a unique angle because a lot of people talk about this, but they don't actually do it. Mm -hmm. A lot of people like to look as if they're doing it and they're not. And um, I think it's a very practical and application-based action-taking program with coaching with me 
12 modules over 10 weeks that really go into the nuts and bolts of your vision, your one-page plan, um, your actual foundations for the business, launching, creating revenue, and then fitting that into your lifestyle. So I'm really proud of it. And I ran it last year twice. It was a fantastic success. The results from members have been amazing. And I'm looking forward to blowing it out of the park this this April, actually, because I want hundreds more people to go through it and really experience what this lifestyle feels like and do it in a way that sets them up for sustainable, you know, lifestyle business and an amazing time and adventure. Awesome. Thank you, Natalie, for taking us behind the scenes of your freedom plan. And guys, if you enjoyed what Natalie and I have talked about in this episode, if you have been following Natalie at the suitcaseentrepreneur.com and you really want to work closely with her, you really want to start your own business and really, you know, get the freedom you want, definitely check out the freedom plan as it launches on in April. And Natalie, the last question I have to ask you, it's a bit more maybe the fun and the laid back part of, part of the of this episode. And it's about the, you know, the traveling experience of being a suitcase entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Can you first of all, can you share with us an embarrassing story, something that happened to you when you were on the road that maybe not everybody who knows you actually knows about? Oh, an embarrassing story. I'm pretty sure I'm embarrassing myself most of the time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's embarrassing to me because I've traveled so much. Sometimes you get really lax or really lazy or laid back about travel. And I remember I was in Malaysia, being in Kuala Lumpur, and I'd ask somebody where was a nice little place that I could go off to just relax and enjoy and start working on my book. And they said, yeah, yeah, you should go to Borneo. And I was like, okay, great. And I just figured it was down south from, I mean, this is terrible. I hadn't looked at a map probably in Malaysia and I hadn't been there that long. And I I thought it was about (laughs) a couple of hours down south from Kuala Lumpur. So I get on this flight and I go off to this um, place called Kuching. And uh, it turns out that I've flown to an island. It's still part of Malaysia, but I've actually flown to what is a separate island of Borneo <laughs> where all the orangutans are and the amazing nature. And I hadn't even checked a map. So when I got there, it was really lucky that I'd taken my passport and everything with me rather than just treat it as a short trip because uh, I just was in a totally different place. And, you know, Brunei sits within that part and there's Indonesia is also in part of Borneo. And I was just like, how did I not know that I was flying to a totally different place? So those are always um, fun moments when you're really on an adventure. Uh, other fun and embarrassing moments are turning up at LAX airport, Los Angeles airport, about to jump on a plane to Vietnam. And the lady's like, okay, great. You've got your passport. You've got your ticket. Have you got your visa? And I was like, <laughs> no, I haven't. And normally I'm really good at looking at, you know, visas and which countries need them. But most Southeast Asian countries, you can get them on arrival. And I just hadn't considered the fact that Vietnam would be a little trickier. And she's like, well, I can't let you on the plane. I'm sorry about that. And I was like, well, that was a brilliantly expensive mistake to make because I had all the time in the world to order a visa and it was very cheap. But unfortunately, I had to uh, buy another flight and turn up a few days later and do it all over again. So that was pretty fun. (laughs) Thanks for for sharing that. Some of, of the funny things that have happened to you as a suitcase entrepreneur. And do you have uh, some networking tips? Obviously, you mentioned earlier the podcast movement where you spoke. You are also a speaker, so you attend events and conference conferences around the world. And we know that networking, it's really important to build and expand a network of contacts. And do you have a networking tip, tip for the listeners? Just one. Um, <laughs> or, or even yeah, a I mean, couple. <laughs> 
I think it's really important to consider who you're networking with and why. Um, and the reason I say that is when you first start out in business, you have this tendency to kind of want to talk to anybody and everybody because you're hustling and you're wanting to take on new clients, you're wanting to meet people and get introductions. And I, and I totally understand that and I get that because we've all been there. But I would say choose a couple of people that you would absolutely love to meet in life or that are your ideal client or that have done what you want to be doing and are already where you want to be. And I would choose to actually who you network with wisely. So I would seek out five to 10 people that you'd like to meet this year that would make an impact in your life who could be potentially mentors, who could be great business partners, who could help you get a leg up, who you could add value to as well. Because it's really important that if you're going to network with people, you can offer them value in return for their advice or their partnership or their referrals or their introductions. And I think if everybody took a better approach to how they went about networking with people, there'd be far better quality relationships out there. So it's easy for me to say now because I've got hindsight behind me and wisdom. <laughs> but I might as well say if you're going to do something right, you know, choose who you actually want to hang out with, choose great quality people that are going to help you where you're at right now and be very specific in who you talk to and how you approach them. Remember that anybody you're networking with is time poor often and they want you know an easy win and a what's in it for me. So always think about them and how you can help them first and that'll come back to you big time in, in terms of a return on investment when you need help down the road. There we have it. Some networking tips from Natalie Sisson. And for all of you who are listening from Europe, she's going to be speaking at the New Media Europe conference in Manchester this September. Right, Natalie? Mm -hmm. And I'm also speaking at the Digital Nomad conference in Berlin in August. Oh, so perfect. there's some good, great events happening in Europe this year. Yeah. Perfect. So there we have it. A couple of events for the people who are in Europe. If you want to network and connect with Natalie, obviously you can contact her through the suitcaseentrepreneur.com website on Twitter at suitcasepreneur. But if you want to see her live and meet her in person, there we have a couple of conferences. Natalie, what can I say? Thank you so much for being here with us today, telling us more about all the great things you do with the Suitcase Entrepreneur and sharing your story with us. Thank you so much for having me. Woo, that was fun, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining us, for being here and telling us more about all the amazing things you do at The Suitcase Entrepreneur. And thank you also for your book, The Suitcase Entrepreneur, which is one of the books I recommended in my post about the top books I think every entrepreneur and business builder should read. So guys, if you're curious about The Suitcase Entrepreneur, you can find the link to the book, to Natalie's podcast and everything else we have mentioned. You find it in the show notes at 36entrepreneur.net slash episode nine, including the link to Natalie's free starter kit. So if you want to really get started with your online business and you want to get more tips from Natalie, you will find the link to that in the show notes. And Natalie recently launched the 15 Days to Freedom blog challenge. It's an incredibly cool challenge. I want you all to take. Go to 360entrepreneur.net slash freedom and you'll be redirected to the page of the challenge. And every day for 15 days, you will get some valuable tips from Natalie straight to your inbox. And those are tips that are really going to help you take off. So again, Go to 360entrepreneur.net slash freedom and take the 15 days to freedom blog challenge of Natalie Sisson. Man, next episode, it's already episode number 10.
Time really flies when you're having fun. And if you've been having fun here with me, with Natalie and all the other great guests that have joined us until today, make sure to go to 360entrepreneur.net slash iTunes for the iTunes page of the podcast. Hit the subscribe button so that you get every episode on your smartphone or tablet as soon as I hit the publish button. And if you feel like it, feel free to leave a review and rating for the podcast to help it rank higher on iTunes and help other people find it. It's Jan here from 360entrepreneur.net. Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining Natalie and I in this great episode. And I wish you a fantastic day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the 360 Entrepreneur Podcast. For more tips and tools, head over to www.360entrepreneur.net.